0: glory to god this month we're talking about the holy spirit and um our focus is a question why do i need the holy spirit why do i need the holy spirit ask someone beside you why do i need the holy spirit ask another person, why do you need the Holy Spirit? Perhaps you think I don't need the Holy Spirit. And some, many have argued that do we really need the Holy Spirit? And then the justification or the argument or the the discussion around the argument is centered around the fact that um, um, I have this and I have that. Why do I need the Holy Spirit? Or oh, I'm okay in this area. I'm okay in that area. Then why do I really need the Holy Spirit? People who ask such questions or equate such things with the Holy Spirit actually don't know the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not here to give you a house or to give you a car or to make your life comfortable in that sense. I'll explain. Not like it's not your life is not going to be comfortable but he doesn't exist to make you feel okay. He's not in your life. I know people say things like oh I know so and so they don't speak in tongues but the guy has seven mansions. Look the purpose of tongues and the holy spirit is not to give you seven mansions you you will get seven mansions and seven cars but that's not why the holy spirit exists so if you don't know why he exists you'll be quitting him with other things and be thinking that oh after all i pray in tongues why is this thing happening to me no if you understand why the holy spirit exists you will not equate him to the fact that, oh, I, I prayed this morning before I went out. How come I had an accident? You, if you know why he exists, you won't equate him to that. Or you see somebody and say, ah, but this guy doesn't pray, doesn't fast, but I do all this, I do all that, and the person's life seems to be moving forward and all that. If you understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you know why you need him and why that should not be the right qualification or the right expression or the right reference to make about the Holy Spirit so in my study I, I found out that for me to understand why I need the Holy Spirit and the, the the question the Holy Spirit asked me that question um, while I was looking into the month of March and how he would ha- have us go and later on I realized that that question was deliberate it says Why do I need the Holy Spirit? And then he said to me, do you know this? It's a personalized question. And it's not why do we need the Holy Spirit? It's why do I need the Holy Spirit? Because you can go to heaven without being filled with the Holy Ghost. You can't go to heaven. Alright? So, why do I need the Holy Spirit? So it's not primarily for me to go to heaven. No. If you're born again and you're not filled with the Spirit and Jesus comes, fine, you go to heaven. The the only um, thing that guarantees you um, passage into heaven is that you've accepted Jesus. Alright? So it's personalized. Why do I need it? So some other person may not need it, okay? But why do I need it? Why do I need it? So you need to understand. So if you don't know the ministry and the person of the Holy Ghost, you won't know why you need him. You may have heard of him. You may have, you know, had people talk about him. Let's see the first people that, I wasn't planning on going there right now, but let's just look at it. The first set of guys that encountered Paul and... um, they were asking um, why they needed the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 19, it says, while Apollos was ministering, I'm just going to lay a foundation today and then we'll take it up from there on Sunday and all that. While Apollos was ministering in Corinth, Paul traveled on through the regions of Turkey until he arrived in Ephesus where he found a group of 12 followers of Jesus. So they were already followers of Jesus. All right? And by inference, we want to say that they, are, they were born again. Okay, They were followers of Jesus, 12 of them. He said the first thing he asked them was, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? When you became believers? I'm reading the Passion Translation. He says, No, they replied. We've not even heard of a Holy Spirit. Paul asked them, Then what was the meaning of your baptism? They responded, it meant that we would follow John's teaching. And Paul said, John's baptism was for those who were turning from their sins. And he taught you to believe in and follow the one who was coming after him, Jesus, the anointed one. He said, when they understood this, they were baptized into the authority of Jesus, and the anointed one. And when Paul laid his hands on each of the twelve, The Holy Spirit manifested and they immediately spoke in tongues and prophesied. Very interesting. So they were saved, they were believers. And they had come to a point where they were following Jesus, doing what um, uh, was expected of them as believers. But Paul encountered them and said, Look, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, Look, we've not even heard that there's any Holy Ghost at all. All right, so it means that as a believer, there's a point in your life you get to that the ministry of the Holy Spirit becomes important, and that you cannot walk effectively without the Holy Ghost. All right, you cannot walk effectively, you cannot. There's certain things that um, you will not take advantage of. All right, Jesus himself said, He said, Look, I want you to wait, okay, till you are endued with power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you and then you'll be effective witnesses of me. Okay? So, um, they had this experience and Paul laid his hands on them and then they received the Holy Ghost. I I, I saw something very interesting in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. From verse 1 it says, On the day Pentecost was being uh, fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from one from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of of them it engulfed it separated into tongues of fire and engulfed each one of them so you see that the receiving of the Holy Ghost is a personal thing it's a you thing you have to come to that terms that understanding because the expression of the Holy Spirit in Our individual life is different from one another. You have to know that. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the way he expresses himself in you is different from the way he expresses himself in another person. Alright? So he says, it separated into tongues of fire and engulfed each one of them. So they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. So that was the first time uh, in, in history that we saw the, um, the Holy Spirit came upon certain people and what they did not know, what they had not learned, they were able to find expression in what they did not know, what they had not learned, a language they had not learned, they were able to find expression in, okay? So it means that, so it takes me back to, um, I think, John John 14, where Jesus was talking about um, the fact that he was going to leave. And, and everybody was like, no, where are you going? Wherever you go, we'll go. And he says, look, you know, where I'm going, you cannot come because... Um, um, I'm going to prepare a place for you and things like that and then Peter would say look oh I, we die here I would die with you and he said you before the crock crows, you deny me and all that I realized something very interesting there is no believer that can fully function in the things that God has called you to Without the help of the Holy Spirit. It's absolutely impossible. It's absolutely impossible. So one thing I realized that the Holy Spirit is here for, for every believer. Is to help your walk of faith. Write that down. Is to help your walk of faith. Your walk of faith. So go to John. John 14. let me read the New King James Version. So from verse uh, um, 12, Jesus was saying, "It says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask, anything in my name I will do it if you love me keep my commandments, and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you I will not leave you offerings, I will come to you So this is where Jesus um, made them the promise of the spirit. And he calls them the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. So you and I as believers, when we understand that the purpose of the Holy Spirit, the reason the Holy Spirit is coming into our lives is first of all to guide us into truth. And then Jesus was talking about, I will not leave you comfortless i will not leave you without help it means that in the holy spirit i have what comfort in the holy spirit i have what help in the holy spirit i have what truth i have truth so i i I began to study and, and i realized also that if i understand divinity and i understand the purpose of divinity god jesus and the holy spirit understand their assignments understand their job description i'll know why they're there so this is the trinity okay so god the father god the son and god the holy spirit all right so god is the creator he's the father he's the he's the he's the visionary he's the he's the head of all things he's the he's the for lack of a better word h <laughs> he's the head nigga in charge Alright? He's the one at the top. He's the Ogapata Pata at the top. Alright? So, he's the Father God. Alright? Now, Jesus is an expression of that God. Alright? So, he is the Word of God. Now, God cannot come here in his fullness. So, for God to appear here... In his fullness, he had to take on a form. All right? So, that form he took is Christ, the anointed one. All right? Now, the expression of God that can move from place to place and be here and be there all the time, at any time, is the Holy Spirit. Not limited by space, time, energy, nothing. Can be in multiple places at the same time. Can have multiple expressions at the same time. The same way he's here is there. So the same way you read in Acts, that it came as what? A pillar of fire. But there were 120 people there. But it distributed to each one. That same spirit but distributed to each one not a part but a full so the Holy Spirit didn't come and say okay this is a face towel I see Pastor Paul take distribute to everyone here for him to do that he has to what tear it in pieces right so what it what each person gets is what a piece of a hole right but that's not what happens with the Holy Spirit when you, when you take of this whole It remains whole What you have taken Is still whole Do you understand me? So you take of this What you have taken is still whole So another person takes of it it takes a complete whole So what I am holding is never diminished What you are holding Is the same thing I am holding That is the only way you and I can enjoy the fullness of God. That's the only way. Through the Holy Spirit. Through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So, the expression of who he is. The first thing that happened to the, um, to the apostles when they received the Holy Ghost. Is that they began to speak in other tongues. So, I'm curious to know. That why was that the first thing? Why was it important? that the first thing look all through scripture everyone who got um, filled with the Holy Spirit the first thing that happened to them is that they began to speak in other tongues why, 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 why is that important if it's not important scripture will not put it there for us alright why is it that that's the first expression of the spirit that's because as children of God we have a who we are in Christ Jesus and listen to me very carefully who we are in God and who we are in Christ Jesus is that we are a spirit speaking spirit first of all and the moment the Holy Ghost comes on you what happens to you is that you you are endured with power and you need to communicate so for you to communicate on a higher level you need to speak the language of that level you need to speak the language at that level because in your natural state. In the state you are now. You cannot effectively talk to God in your carnal state. You can't. There is no believer, no human on earth that can effectively communicate with God in the state that they are. So the first thing that happens is that the Holy Spirit comes upon you and then empowers you to speak divinely. That way, you are, the Bible calls it, that you are speaking mysteries, but then you are communicating divine truths, as you should. When I I started um, learning how to pray, and to think that maybe I could pray for 30 minutes, or thereabout, and you know, all sorts. Before I, Got filled with the spirit. There was a particular day I wanted to pray for an hour. I would made up my mind that I was going to pray for an hour that day. So I got into my house and um, I got into one corner, sat down. No, I, 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 I think I stayed behind a chair or something. I just knelt down there and I was praying, praying, sweating and everything, sweating. Then I closed, I shut my eyes. When I opened my eyes, I felt by my own calculation I would spent 3 hours by my calculation, with the way I was sweating and everything, but when I looked at the clock it was just 15 minutes I was like it's not possible, with all this energy that I've ah so I realized that what I needed at that time was the Holy Spirit to help me to pray so when I can't feel through the Spirit, I would just go and say, okay, Lord, I just want to pray. I just want to fellowship with you. And I have not started saying what I want to say. I'm just loving His presence. And I say, okay, Lord, let me just start. I look at the time. It's one hour already. I've not started. So I I know the difference between the two. Because I've been in this point. I've seen how I use, there's something the Yorubas call fegeron. You know what Fajroni is? When you use your blood to run the thing. So I know that in this part is my energy. I'm using it. Father, do it, father, do it, father, do it, father, do it. I'm not saying this. father do it. Father, do it. and I raised my head 15 minutes. All I've said is father, do it. But when I got filled with the spirit, even if I just say father, do it, I may have said it once. But when I raise up my head it's one hour and I'm like I've not started so the difference is that I am communicating in another realm higher than this other realm that cannot happen in your natural state it happens by the help of the Holy Ghost so why is it why is it that The Holy Spirit comes to do that. As a child of God, there are are dimensions and realms. I don't want to go into those kind of theology. There are dimensions and realms in the spirit that you have no clue. You don't know what's going on at all. But by the help of the spirit, when you are praying in the spirit, you are engaging spiritual truth remember he says that is the spirit of truth okay so this is what he does he takes the truth of god the way things should be in your life the way things should appear in your life how your life should be you don't know as you ought to know are you hearing me you don't know as you ought to, You think you know, but you don't. But by the help of the Spirit, you begin to communicate divine truths the way God wants it, the intent of God. You are praying it out, but you don't know. That is truth. That is praying out through you by the help of the Holy Spirit. So you get out from that place, and, for example, you, you, you're praying, um, you praying, you want to go on a journey to do something, and then you just spend some time praying in the Holy Ghost. Spend some time praying in the Holy Ghost. One hour, two hours. You're just there praying and praying and praying. And then, all of a sudden, your heart feels, oh, it's okay for me to go. And then you start going. You don't know what happened, but you know there's just that feeling that makes you want to go. Alright? What has happened there is that you have... Receive truth that is of God and you have communicated that truth here on earth. So what the Holy Spirit comes to do is an enforcer. The will of God. The plan of God. How truth should relate here on earth. Where your life is concerned. And then he begins to enforce it and guides you guides you into the truth of how you should live your life. He guides you into all that truth. Now, some part of that truth may be that somewhere in your future, you are now going to get 10 cars or 10 houses or 10 lands. Yes, that can happen, but that's not the purpose of the Holy Spirit. It's not the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to you to help you make your walk of faith more effective. More effective. And in helping you make it more effective, he opens up different levels of truth to you. Gives you directions, gives you instructions. And the moment you begin to follow those instructions and follow those directions, you begin to see the manifestations of God. You begin to see the hand of God. Glory to God. So you understand the Trinity and you understand the expressions of divinity. So at that point in John 14, they noticed that there was something missing. All right? They were going to miss Jesus. They were, they were not going to find him there. And Jesus said, look, that void that you think is missing, my presence will always be there in the person of the Holy Spirit. So he said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another Savior to be one that is just like me. That's what it means. One that is just like me. So in actual sense, you will not miss me. Because this person will be there. And then he says something very interesting. He says, the world cannot receive him. The world cannot receive him. There's some questions I'm going to uh, um, answer in the link that we shared out. There's some questions there. I'm going to take my time to answer them. Alright? So, he's coming to guide you into all. Alter- just Let me just go there so that I can... Because some of those questions, uh, what I'm going to say addresses some of those questions. There's a link on the group. If you have questions, there you ask. Let me start from the first one. It says, can the Holy Spirit speak to unbelievers? Hmm, very interesting. That was sent eight days ago. Can the Holy Spirit speak to unbelievers? Um, well, the, I'm not sure the direction of that question that the person is asking but if I get you right is that can someone who is not saved be having conversations with the Holy Ghost I'm thinking that's, that's, that might be the right thing right okay good so um, first of all for you to receive um, I'll, I'll put it in two ways okay there is what we call the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and that's what we call the infilling of the Holy Ghost anybody who is not saved for you to be saved Jesus will have to pull you and for Jesus to pull you the Holy Spirit will have to influence you if I preach to someone it's not my preaching that gets the person saved It is the Holy Ghost that convicts. So, for the unbeliever, he convicts of sin. So, he does that from the outside, all right, for an unbeliever. So, what the the maximum or the highest kind of relationship an unbeliever will get with the Holy Spirit is the conviction of sin to bring you to Christ that's the highest kind of relationship you will have with the holy ghost because he said you can't see him because you don't know him as an unbeliever when you see you won't know is the holy spirit so for for him to reveal himself to you he has to save you first so for him to save you and he can't come inside you to save you no he will save you from the outside and then you desire him having been saved and then he comes into you so when he comes into you, then he begins to speak with you from within. That's where believers say, oh, something told me on the inside. I have an inward witness or things like that. Maybe we'll teach about that sometimes, how, how God speaks to people and how you hear the voice of God. There was a time in my life, God was uh, showing me how to differentiate the operations of the Spirit, how the Holy Spirit talks to me, how to know when it's Jesus talking and how to know when angels are ministering to me. To have that different expression because they're all different. But any believer can just generalize something told me, something said. It may be Jesus who has spoken to you, maybe the Holy Spirit who has spoken to you, it may be the ministry of angels all around you. So there is a sensitivity in the spirit that makes you know which divinity or which expression of heaven is manifested all around you. Alright? And that can only be done by the help of the Holy Spirit these are the things the Holy Spirit teach you and walk you through day by day alright so for that question yes the Holy Spirit can influence a believer an unbeliever convict you of sin but not necessarily he's not inside of you so he can't speak to you he'll just convict you of sin alright right. one says why am I not excited anymore I don't know (laughs) Is it why am I not excited anymore? I don't know. I don't know why you're not excited. But if you want to be excited, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know? The joy of the Lord will make you excited. So for whoever that person is, the joy of the Lord will make you excited. Okay, the other one says, must someone pray for me before I receive the Holy Spirit? Not exactly. No. No someone doesn't have to pray for you you have to desire it there are people who somebody have prayed for and they did not receive the Holy Ghost so it's not that it's not someone praying for you that determines whether or not you receive the Holy Spirit it's your desire so if I pray for you and you are not desiring it then there's just no point Alright, so your desire is there. You can pray by yourself. I have I've heard stories of people who they were just on their own reading scriptures or or just having a being in a meeting and then the Holy Ghost comes upon them. Alright. So it's not necessary that someone else pray for you. Okay, said so there are unbelievers that do not have the Holy Spirit, but appears to be more successful than many believers. Why do I need the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Serious question. Okay, so first of all, the Holy Spirit let me shock you. The Holy Spirit is not there to in a way make you succeed. Let me just put it that way. I will explain. Okay, You will succeed with the Holy Spirit but his purpose is not so that you can pepper them. That's not his purpose. Alright? If your desire is that you want to be a world-class CEO. He can help you become a world-class CEO. He will show you the things to do. He will show you the steps to take. He will show you the certifications to, 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 um, to take, the exams to write, the people to meet. He will show you all those things and you will get there. But his purpose in your life is not primarily to make you a world-class CEO. It's to make you a witness for Christ. Jesus said you receive power and you be witnesses to me. So wherever you go in Jerusalem, wherever you go in Judea, wherever you go to the uttermost part of the earth, the fact that you carry the Holy Ghost is that you are a witness to me. So you are a CEO who is anointed with the Holy Ghost. So you are carrying out CEO work anointed with the Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are a banker anointed with the Holy Ghost. Where you are stuck in your banking, you will ask him for help. He will help you in your bank because he knows, remember, when they received, they they did things that they did not learn. So the Holy Spirit can teach you things that you did not learn. That doesn't mean you should stay without knowledge. I'm not going to learn anything. Let the Holy Spirit just be teaching me. Ah, sorry, no. No, it doesn't work that way. I've had experiences like that before. But what the Holy Spirit does is that he works with the little knowledge that you have. With the, I, I was in a place trying to help, um, I think it was Wyek Board or so, some, many years ago. They had a problem with their network. Many years ago, I was in church on a Sunday. My colleague kept calling me, calling me, and I saw his call. And then after the service, I, I, I called him back, Guy, what's up? He said he's stuck somewhere in Waiak Board that they, their network has been down for some time and he's been trying to get it up and tomorrow is Monday, things are going to go haywire if the network is not up. I said, okay, I'm in church. After service, I'll come over. So I went there to Alausa and then I entered the place server room and all that. I met all the tech tech people everywhere, big, big men everywhere. And then there was a white guy from US or so that had connected into the network and I saw him, I was working Um, if you know about networks and all the remote login and he was working on the system trying to figure out what the problem was. So my colleague um, called me and said look, I need to come over to see how we can sort this. So I got there and before God and man, I had no clue what to do. Somebody in the US has worked on it. Big, 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 big people around, tech, tech people they've all worked on it. What will I, small boy, come and do? So I got there and I said, Holy Spirit, honestly, I have no idea what to do. I said, what do I do? And he just told me. Immediately, he said, do this, do this, do this. And in five minutes, the network was up. The guy in US called and said, please, who is that? Who is that person there? Who fixed this thing? But I had knowledge of networking. I read computer science, so I had knowledge of networking. So, I I would not just go there and say, hmm, network. What is network, by the way? Anyway, don't worry. The only people will teach me. Ah, no, 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 no. He works with the little knowledge you have. There are certain... Cases where he will just tell you things that you did not know, all right. But that's not where he dwells, he doesn't dwell. Say, Ah, this life, I don't even need to go to school, all I just need is the Holy Ghost. I know my brother, go to school. The Holy Spirit will help that part, all right. So, um, I hope I answered that question. Um, let me see. okay yeah so why do i need the holy spirit so the holy spirit doesn't come primarily just to make you successful and all that you'll be successful in things you do but it will help you in it and this presence um is not for it's not for your selfish ambition it's so that god will get the glory at the end of the day says why do believers go through a lot and unbelievers live a smooth life well i beg to differ He said, this man is building his house on a what? Rock. The other man is building his house on what? Sand. He says, the rain came and the sun came and beat both of them. So, my brother, my sister, it's not that believers are having it tough and unbelievers are having it smooth. No. Everybody is having it hot as it comes. We deal with it differently. That's just it. Life does not separate. Have you ever gone outside and then the sun says, Today, I'm shining on only believers. Or the rain says, You want heavy rain? Those potter rain. You say, No, I'm, I'm going to fall on only non-believers. No. The rain and the sun come on everyone. It is the foundation you are building that determines whether or not you will stand. We all have different levels of problem. Different levels of issue You that you are going through something does not mean it's not because you are not, you are a believer. That's why you are suffering. You say, "Ah, hey, since I became born again, I suffer, I suffer, I just suffer." My brother, even when you were not born again, I suffer. You still suffer. It's just that you you are just conscious now of a better reality. You have something to equate your sufferness with that. Some one is better than the other. That's why you are having to see it. All right. So, the notion that unbelievers are having it smooth and believers filled with the Holy Ghost are not. There's a different dynamics to that. I'll explain that. In that, a lot of times, believers do not take advantage of what they have. Alright? So, instead of a believer to be diligent in his work, excellent in his service, will not rather will spend the time praying and thinking that if I pray 3 hours it will cover my errors in customer service auntie no your 3 hours in prayer will give you insight on how to be a better customer service I have a thing with customer service oh my god I have met people bad terrible customer service and I'm like "Ah, what's going on simple thing to just do And a lot of these people go to church. They attend services. A lot of them are believers. Bad attitude in customer service. So one would look and say, so they are excusing their bad attitude for the fact that they pray in the spirit. No. No. The Holy Ghost should be an advantage for you. It should help you. It shouldn't be a detriment. It should help you. So whether believers or non-believers, we all have it hot from time to time. Right? The foundation that we build that matters. Okay, the last question says, I ask myself this question all the time. I'm going through a lot now as a believer. Please uh, pray. Okay. Doris, let me look into that. Okay, so those are all the questions. So the link is there. It will be shared on the, on the groups. Okay. Um, so Doris, please put the link on the expression group again so we'll have people send in their questions and then next week we can take more questions. Stand to your feet. I'll just end it there today. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingswood Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.